everybody, and welcome to the Expedition One podcast. I'm uh, James Fonsbeck, your host. Uh, with me always is Sarah. And today, our special guest is Justin Yu. Am I getting that right, Justin? Yep. Okay, yeah. good. Justin uh, is a Nissan enthusiast, is what I'm going to call him. Actually, he is a part owner of Fat Bob's Garage in Layton, Utah, where they do all sorts of installations and builds and... Uh, what else do you guys do there? It's yeah, it makes it make it okay. So we have installation builds. We do a lot of website sales. Mm-hmm. We ships up, you know, worldwide. Got a couple of your own um, own product lines as yep. well. So we have the Vader line, and then we've created the Nexus line. Mm-hmm. So. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. So wow. today we're going to talk about Nissan, right? That's yep. the plan. So I picked Nissan. Uh, not I picked Nissan, but I picked Justin for this podcast because Justin happens to be. A pretty pretty good Nissan enthusiast. I wouldn't say he's like Kurt Williams level level Land Cruiser <laughs> insanity, but um, he definitely knows more than I do about Nissans, and uh, he's owned a lot of Nissans. But we'll talk about that. Talk about some other stuff too, because uh, we need to talk about the future. So, but let's uh, let's just kind of get at it. So, you're partner at Fat Bob's you do a lot of cool builds and stuff like that one of the things I think you guys are still doing is you're doing these V8 swaps right into the Nissan Xterras is yeah. that still going on yep okay tell me about that what's the story on that so on the Nissan these VK56 swaps you basically take a Nissan Titan Nissan Armada you take the engine and transmission you bolt them right into a Frontier or Xterra mm-hmm. and then just program them and upgrade them and just have fun with them okay so Let's get some Nissan history out here. So once upon a time, my first vehicle that I was given, basically, or at least it was what I got to drive, right? Thanks, Dad. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Anyway, he actually watches these and listens yeah. to them. So I got to be nice because the last time I got in trouble. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, he got me, uh, it was a 1988 Nissan Pathfinder XE, and uh, it was black, which was terrible. But, I mean, fun little car, right? Automatic, I liked it. I did some upgrades over the time. I wanted it because a friend of mine um, was a huge Pathfinder. Uh, Well, I wouldn't say that. Like, he he was kind of in the same boat. His dad... um, his dad got him a 19 or gave him basically it was like hand me down 1987 Nissan Pathfinder and it was just this it was beautiful SE it was maroon and he just took perfect care of it I mean it just looked incredible um, I still feel bad that he actually sold it I would have I would have never sold it if I was him because he only sold it for like six grand you know what I mean wow, yeah. so um, but it was in like perfect condition anyway um, Went off-roading with him several times, and I was blown away with just how good they were. You know what I mean? They had a coil spring rear. They did torsion bars, right, for their front suspension, which I think is kind of antiquated, personally. Car next to me, actually, this thing happens to be torsion bar, but whatever. Um, It's like the holdout. GM's the holdout for torsion bars. Um, But, I mean, it was still very capable, and I really... I was a big fan, so um, there's still a, there's a little place in my heart for Nissans. Let's put it that way. In fact, if if anybody out there knows of any amazing barn find Nissan Pathfinder SEs, preferably one between 1987 and 1989, please let me know. 
I'm I'm interested in I would I would stick one of those in my showroom if I could find a clean one SE with the you know that classic wheel that they had that was like the three spoke it was like all flat yeah. dish love that wheel so uh, it has to have the spare tire carrier by the way so um, but just putting that out there okay so anyway keep me posted anyway so give us give us some background on your Nissan pedigree of ownership or your family's I guess in this case right yep so it's it's a family owned thing um, growing up you know my uncles my grandparents they all had you know the Nissan pickups um, being in the restaurant industry it helped transport you know groceries and whatnot so from there it just grew um, I got to drive my grandparents 92 pickup quite often so being that my first car was a black Nissan Xterra 2001 mm. so yeah the black's definitely not a, not a good color <laughs> <laughs> too much maintenance <laughs> so from there I I guess in high school you know being very adventurous my friends took us out in their jeeps and all of a sudden it was like oh hey this is fun can i do that stuff with my nissan so then we started going out you know in this little stock nissan and rummaging through the through the hills here in ogden and um from there it grew just you know in the, the very beginning of in google right so you're sitting there googling researching trying to find you know what you can do off road what you can modify but then it's the market's very small so especially back in 2000s in the 2000s um after that i figured everything out started going down to moab you know got a little lift kit on it um there's what three or four lift kit companies back then yeah like calamini was one of them yeah one of them there's mm -hmm. a four by four parts down in florida um so bought one of the kits lift lifted it and then made it down to moab and then um found that there here in utah there's a, a utah xterra owners club yeah yeah so yeah. joined that club you know learned a lot from them and after that just took off you know and then a few years later got rid of that one you know went after a two, 2011 Nissan Xterra and that's that thing just it's been my project just tear it apart start over build it you know rinse and repeat is that the one you basically the one that's got 40s right now and everything yeah. like that okay so. so so we went from like so it's called a Titan swap you can take actually the full Titan suspension you can just slap it right under an Xterra so that makes it a mid-travel kit, full really? train, no modifications, right? And then from there, you know, it's just I did a six-inch lift, then tore that all apart, and then you know, did the one-ton axles under it, four-inch tires, and then from there did the you know the V8. That's where I learned how to do the VK swap. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple, there's a guy, a couple guys out there that you know know their stuff more than I do, but that those are the guys you reach out to. That just you know, if I don't know it, reach out to those guys, and they'll they'll fill you in on any kind of questions and any issues that you'd have yeah yeah i find it very interesting um <coughs> just nissan as a company is pretty weird to me right so um just for some of those history buffs out there nissan um so basically their their introduction to the off-road market that i know of was with the patrol right and they're still i mean i i don't know how many they ever imported it couldn't have been that many um every once in a while you see an old patrol pop up for sale somewhere you know what i mean and there's they're, they're pretty interesting um then uh but it seems like i i don't know what year it was probably it was probably they stopped bringing the patrol in probably in the 70s is my guess or something like that maybe it was in the early early 80s but then you had the um 
you actually, not, not a lot of people know this existed, but there was a thing called the Nissan Bushmaster, and it was basically just a Pathfinder. It was just a Pathfinder of like a 1985 or 86 or something like that, right? And it didn't look as cool as the Pathfinders did. Um, it just looked like a really, like, s very simplified version of a, of a Pathfinder. Um, I know I saw one because... When I wanted to find, when I wanted a Pathfinder, that was what I was interested in. I was telling my dad about it. I went on the look for Pathfinders, and I found this thing called a Nissan Bushmaster. And I remember looking at it, going, it "Just looks look like looks like a Pathfinder." But yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently uh, didn't bring a whole lot of men in '85 or '86. So there, if if you see a Nissan Bushmaster, it's very rare. Um, but um, anyway. It's, it's kind of interesting because so we've got th in the States, like I love the Pathfinder, right? And then it was, they did the four door models, right? That's basically the big change, right? Mm -hmm. S basically the same, same animal. They just started bringing them in four door. And then um, it was, when did they change the model year? It was like 1996, I want to no, say. I think 97 was all, was the, it 97? Was all the body changes, including okay. the hard body. Was it? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's about where Nissan started doing a crappy job i'm just gonna say it i don't care i don't know anyone <laughs> at nissan i don't you know whatever but i thought that's when they kind of screwed it up because the pathfinder i thought was a great platform right you couldn't do much with them i mean 32 inch tires and a little bit of a lift right their their wheel wells were like a gm wheel well you know what i mean yeah. they were all squared off so it was really hard to like put a lot bigger tire in there and stuff like that but they're very fun and they're very capable vehicles i thought um and then I, I would, for, for me, the Pathfinder went downhill from there. But then, I mean, you did have the Xterra that came out. And I think that, I want to say it was 99 that they came out with. So the Xterra. Was it 2000 yeah, model year? Yep. Okay. So it was 2000 model year, but 99 was when you could pick one up probably. Yeah. Um, and those were pretty cool, right? Um, I really liked what they did. My only beef with them was that their, their transfer case, in my opinion, their low range, I should say their transfer case their low range was not low enough yeah. i think it was only like a 2.0 you yeah. know what i mean so it wasn't giving you much low range um but it's pretty impressive to me the legacy that i think was able to to continue on with the xterra specifically because it just i don't think um i mean the patrol still was around the patrol but you can't get a patrol in the u.s and yeah, no. i don't even think they came to north america you know what i mean so when you see a patrol and you see it in um like Australia and stuff like that. I know they do a lot of them everywhere else, basically. I, I, I'm kind of jealous because I'm like, why didn't we get that? Oh yeah. That's what we all wanted. That's you know what I mean? The entire Nissan market, you know, all the consumers of Nissan are thinking the same thing. Really? Oh yeah. 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 That was, I, and to me, that was like, I thought that was, that was what made more sense with Nissan. Eventually, I mean, my dad ended up buying, we've owned a few Nissans. You had a Nissan too, I didn't you? Yeah. yeah. No, it was just a Nissan truck. Yeah, it was, it was a hard body truck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hard body truck. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was one of my first vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the first one you owned yourself, wasn't it? Yeah. Or was it? Yeah, that was yeah. the first one I purchased like on my own. Yeah. yeah. Um, big truck. Yeah. And then we had the Titan was one of our very we first did. expedition one kind of work truck. It was. Yeah. It was very, very much a work truck. It was a truck my dad bought after we retired, but um we just kind of rolled it over since he became my business partner. We rolled it into Expedition One. Yeah. It's a great truck, man. Really, uh, I think sticker on it was like thirty-five grand. Yeah, it was a great truck. We used to, dude. I mean, 
I don't know. It's still rolling right now. Yeah. My nephew's driving it right now. And I mean, we probably have well over 250,000 miles on this thing and still rolling. The only thing we ever had to replace was the rear axle. And uh, it's just apparently the ring gear goes out. Um, we were towing like a lot with it. So that's, that's probably why. Yeah. yeah, we towed. We used to, well, we tow bumpers with it up and down, you know, thousands of pounds of bumpers from yeah, a manufacturing facility that. down to here for, for um, basically assembly or customization mm -hmm. and finishing and shipping and stuff. And we did that for years. We did that for like four or five years easy. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So sure pretty crazy. But yeah. so that's a little my thoughts on Nissan. I mean, I think it's still I mean, the new Nissan. Is it? Yeah, it's still a Titan. New S Nissan Titan, I think, is they did some cool stuff. I'm not sure. I know that there's a weird thing about Japanese vehicles. Why? Like people ask. Why is there no, like, why doesn't Toyota do a three-quarter ton or one ton, right? And it seems like, if I remember right, there's some weird clause or there's something associated with them where they're just not able to do it. Does that make sense? Like, that's why there's a Nissan, um, there's a Titan HD, right? XD. D is it XD? Yeah, is that what they yeah. call it? Okay. Yeah. So it's the XD, heavier duty of frame. Um, I think it has a way higher tow capacity and stuff yeah, like that. It's basically turbo. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like a three quarter ton truck yep. um, equivalent. But um, yeah, it's very interesting me to me that we're kind of stuck in that area where we're just not getting uh, what people want. You know what I mean? Per se. Like I know Toyota's teased a few things where they've teased like uh, dualies and stuff like that. Um, but uh I just, I th there's got to be something out there. I've got to find somebody to tell me the story why, but I think it's just probably hard to compete with the U.S. manufacturers. There's got to be something that's be, preventing them. Cafe standards, or not, you know, there's, there's lo probably lots of variables. Yeah. I know there's a lot of tariffs that they, I mean, that's part of the reason why they started bringing in four-door uh, pathfinders and stuff like that and started doing things associated with four doors is because two-door was like, they put restrictions on two doors. Yeah made it really expensive or something like that so everything kind of shifted to two four doors which i gotta I, I gotta wonder what the history is on that but i know that had to do something with uh you know tariffs and um whatever you call it just competition between countries and everything but anyway what say you about nissan the the aftermarket support is a really hard thing. You know, I mean, it's like Stara, as you know, it ended in a 15, so they cut that off. Right. Just like the FJ Cruiser, right? So now, have you heard if that's going to make a return? I don't think I've so. I've heard rumors I that it was, but I just don't know. Well, in other in other countries, they call them the X Trail. They've still been going on, and they've changed the body model and you know the engine and everything. So they so still they produce it. Yeah, the X Trail or the Frontier is a um, a Navara. So right, they're still doing it just not here so it's very interesting to me to see what if they'll do a comeback you know yeah i kind of wonder too i mean they have the um well they are staying with the frontier right they're keeping they're revising they've revised that yeah, we've so got to year. see of it yep. right yep. um i think it's pretty nice looking in my opinion yeah it's uh i mean i'm a lot of people were kind of teasing the whole idea because they're like, oh, it's the new Nissan Tacoma, right? But All right, yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. Social media is saying that. Um, and then there's, uh, 
I think they're coming after Tacomas. They're coming after Tacomas. They're coming after the Raptors. Mm. I think that's their hard shot at it and see what you know, see if it sticks or not. Do you remember that that concept that Nissan did a few years back? I'm trying to remember what it was. You can definitely see some of the maybe some of the aspects of the design in the in this thing, but it was I believe it was a Titan, but it was a um, concept car, concept truck. Do you remember that? Yeah. I mean, I, it, I just can't remember the name of it. I mean, but it was super pretty, just beautiful. Yeah. Big old. I think it like had 37 stock or something like that is what it came with. It's really funny to me that they produce they bring these things to market and they're like yeah this is kind of what we're thinking like i remember ford did the ford atlas right and everyone was like that thing's beautiful and then they just never quite not even close bring it all the way you know what i mean they only bring it part of the way and you're like okay well that's that's okay i just i wonder why they don't do that i guess there's a degree of gambling but then you have like guys like elon musk and he's gonna bring whatever the hell that thing is to market and he's gonna here it is. Yeah. Here's the Cybertruck. He doesn't care how crazy and whacked out that thing looks yeah. or is. Bulletproof glass and stuff. Yeah. It's just like, here you go. Mm-hmm. And we all sit there and go, all right, I guess so. I mean, I kind of wonder if he just, he, he, you know, some of these guys need to take a, take a little bit of a lead. Well, yeah, shot from him and see what happens and see mm-hmm. if it sticks. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, though. I don't know. I do. What do you think of, but what do you think of the new Frontier? I like it. I mean, the lines on it, it looks cool. I mean, it's. I think I'll probably wait a few years before I buy one just to see what, you know, what kind of warrants it has. You probably will get one? Yeah. You think? Just to try it out and see what, you know, see what it's all about. Mm-hmm. I'll try it once, right? Yeah. <laughs> so see if it's, see if it really is what it is. Yeah. I'm very, I'm, I'm excited to see how well it does stack up against uh, the Tacoma. Because you can see, you can see the similarities. They they're definitely moving towards, uh, towards that kind of thing. And from my standpoint, you know, as as somebody that does aftermarket, I think the bumpers on something like that, I think it's going to be, be pretty nice. Yeah. I think we'll be able to do something pretty cool on that. So, so one of the things is like um, reason why I'm still a Nissan fanboy is it's their engine, their power plant, right? Even though yeah, you know, the doodads and the gadgets in- interior wise, they haven't changed much. But the engine, you know, you just drive a 4.0 liter, and it it has a lot of torque. It's it's powerful, you know. And you hop into the Tacoma, then you're kind of just like, mm-hmm. th- there's your difference, you know. A lot of gadgets and doodads, and you're impressed by the interior, but then all of a sudden you don't have the capacity, the towing capacity, the power bands. Yeah, so that is one thing I can tell you about Tacomas, yeah. and I do like, I do love Toyotas. I own lots of Toyotas, but. Yeah. That's been the the weirdest thing to me is the Tacoma and its its power. It just never seems like it's got enough. Yeah. It just yeah. doesn't. Yeah. And it's weird to me that they still keep running the running them the same way. Yeah, really noticeable. Yeah. And then you throw some tires and bumpers on there. And yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> a totally different thing. It's yeah. it's that is that has got to be the weirdest thing. But you know they sell every Tacoma they make, yeah. right? Yeah. So. A huge, well, huge following. Really well. Aftermarket yeah. support, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing that, uh, need, yeah, Nissan won't get, or not a lot of companies will get behind the Nissan support, mm-hmm. you know, so that's it's a very difficult thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think for us, we were for sure will do the new, um, the new Frontier. I don't know about the older models. We get a few people here and there. I mean, we were a holdout on the Xterras for a long time. We were just like, yeah. eh, I don't, <laughs> I don't think we're going to go that route. I just couldn't see it, right? I just did not think that there was that many people that would be interested. But, 
I mean, there's a fair amount, Solid fair amount of yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. They're no, very well, thank interesting. Thank you guys for doing it because, I mean, most beautiful bumper on the market for Renaissance. Yeah. So. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah thank you. And, and it has. They've been a solid, solid group of folks, and it's something we often like yeah. our customers. They seem pretty so. understanding. Yeah. Like of the fact that they own kind of an on ball. Yeah. Well, because we're used to not I mean? having the support and waiting for everything. <laughs> right. So you know, it's like if you say six months, oh, six months it is. You know, yeah. it's not like a. You can just go off into the, you know, parts warehouse and just go buy one right off the shelf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not quite the same as like Jeep or something right. like that. Yeah. And same deal with the roof rack. Where like they're like it's just been a solid like good. Yeah. Good mover. Yeah. Oh, so and thanks for letting us borrow a couple cars so yeah. we could get those. <laughs> thanks for the prototype. Well, get those awesome. done. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sleek, yeah. sleek, clean looking. It's just you know, it looks great. So. Yeah. So let's see here. We should probably talk about Flexter a little bit. So is Flexterra you, or is that the name of your Xterra? Name of the Xterra. That's a famous Xterra. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows that's an Xterra person for some reason kind of knows about it. Yeah. Why is that? Other than it has a V8. There's only a handful of vehicles or the Xterras built like similar to mine. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where the the popularity comes in because it's very rare. And And it's... I like to drive it like I stole it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so quite often, you know, I make it to Moab 10, 20 times a year. You know, wow. just, uh, that's what I enjoy to do. So that's what I built it for. Dang, you go a lot. A lot. I do go a lot. That's a ton, man. Lucky. <laughs> yeah, no Jealous. kidding. That's pretty crazy. So what all is, like, what, what all is your full yeah. build on Flexera? Let's so get the breakdown. So, so it has the VK56 swap in it, right? The engine bolts right in. Um, just got to do a little tune to it. Um so the Terraflex axle on the front, the Terra 44, mm. with the eight bolt one ton conversion on the on the ends, and then the rear axle is a 14 bolt out of a Chevy. Oh, okay. So geared to five thirteens and air lockers front and rear, mm. and then with your bumper, right? And um, it's conquered Pritchett a couple, yeah. couple times. I mean, it handles its own, so it's it's a fun fun vehicle. The thing I noticed about it when I drove it briefly around here is, one, it does have a ton of power. I'm pretty sure, like, I got in it, and I was like, whoa. So I actually drove it down the street and hit the throttle just to see what it was all about. Um, but it's definitely built for rock crawling. I mean, it was, like, there's plenty of sway in there. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those, like, geez, how does he drive this thing, yeah. right? Um, do, does it, do you have hydro assist steering on that, by the way? Yep. Hydro assist, PSC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for That's what that. I figured. Yeah. And, um, we're doing a s- s- few upgrades and renditions now. So like I said, you know, tear it apart and build it again. So, um, we're redoing the brake system. We're going with the Chevy hydro boost. Hmm. So then you got to do, you know, some cu- custom mounting and doing a upgraded power steering pump to make that all function correctly. So hmm. What was the stock axle in those, of stock rear? Stock rear, it's called an M226. It's a basically a JK variant. It's like a 44, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. They call it like a, yeah, D44A. Very similar to what they were putting in the Titans. Yep. something, yeah. Just okay. Different widths. That's interesting. So, like, even just talking with you, that's I- it's interesting to me because it's funny how much Nissan um, does things that I think are more companies should do, right? 
rather than reinventing the wheel. You know what I mean? Like Toyota always does stuff that's similar, but everything it's different. It's always kind of similar, but different. But I mean, you're talking about, oh yeah, no, you can throw the same front suspension, basically. Yep. Front A arms, right? Effectively yep. from a from a Titan onto a, yeah. Yeah, you bolt the the diff the diffs mounting different um, on the Titan. They bolt onto the diff, right? The two axles. Yeah. The Xterras they slide in with the spline shafts, but the mounting spots are the exact same. Yeah. They just bolt the whole differential up in the front too. Hmm. See that to me is that's that's what I mean. That's pretty crazy. I think Toyota, from what I'm hearing, is is going to do more of that when. They have a whole chassis laid out, and I've heard, I don't know if this is totally accurate, but I've heard that the um, the Tundra and the Tacoma will s will share chassis. Hopefully, um, it's, hopefully it's boxed in, because, you know, that yeah. C-channels. Yeah. yeah, not the best. Yeah. For when you're talking with, you, you're yeah, talking so with so the Tacomas, Xterras, yeah, basically. So Xterras, are, Xterras and Frontiers, the frames are boxed in, so, you know, you don't have the as much flex in the frame. Yeah. You know, Newer Xterras, well, okay, now, were the Xterras always coil over, or did they do, did they carry on the torsion bark type thing for a little so while? So it's coil, coil over. They so always have yeah, been? coil strut. Okay, so that was, an, uh, that was a good upgrade. Did they ever um, do anything different with the transfer case gears? Did they ever make them a little better? It's a little bit better, yeah. So it's not just two? I can't remember the ratio on it. So on Flexterra, speaking of that too, uh, yeah. went with the Atlas transfer case to get way better oh did so you really four to one ratio on the atlas okay yeah. that's pretty crazy yep. that's your and and flex Terra, that's your instagram handle yeah, yeah. effectively yep. right okay and then and we're still trying to come up with the wife's Xterra's instagram handle which we can't both <laughs> like mrs flex Terra or something like that, I like that. So yeah that would work yeah. that's yeah. the white one right white one, yep. yeah 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 i like that one so that, you, one. that one's br that one's still ifs right yep. you maintain the ifs and it seems to crawl really good still yeah you know, uh, the, the handling quality with the F IFS, you know, like you see in the Ultra 4s, you know, that's kind of the, the stance we're sticking with on that one. Mm -hmm. It's always the front IFS, you know, six-inch lift, drop bracket, radical coilovers, full Titan suspension, including the rear axle. Just, we just cut the perches off on the Titan axles and just weld the new ones on. Hmm. Just got to be a little more narrower. But, yeah, that's overall, it's a great handling vehicle. How much... Um, on that swap, you guys do the V8 swap. Like, how much do you charge for that kind of thing? So, you know, it all depends on the add-ons you want on it, you know, how mm -hmm. far you want to go. So it could be just in labor itself, you know, 2000 to 4000 in labor. Um, overall build, I've seen anywhere from like 20 to 30, including the engine and transmission. Mm. Okay. Just how, just how much you want to spend it. How much so it can be pretty expensive overall. Be, yeah. Yeah. But just depends on what you're doing. I don't know. It's an interesting platform. You know what I mean? You've got to be definitely passionate about some of these. Like when it comes to stuff like Jeeps, right? You see all these, you see people that are throwing V8s in these things. Uh, he did. He uh, he put a V8 in his and he just towed it down here. He, he put it in his JK, put a V8 in. Now he did do an LS. Okay. So there is that, right? <laughs> it's not like, but anyway, um, I just find it crazy that people do that, man. Uh, the vehicles aren't generally really ready for that kind of stuff. It's pretty pretty rough on on uh, your drivetrain, you know what I mean? Here, a lot of people just have tons of problems, overheating problems and all sorts of stuff, right? Unless you have, like, somebody that really has dialed it in. I mean, AEV did a pretty good job dialing it in. I'm sure the 392s are going to be amazing, right, because you're getting them from the factory. 
but to me it's just crazy people doing bait swaps i think that's i think it's a nutty thing um but you know y they do it in these jeeps and they're adding twenty thousand dollars to the to the price tag automatically you know what i mean they're like yeah i did a v8 swap and it's got all this stuff and I don't know that that's actually happening. That they're actually selling it and making that money. But I know in certain circumstances, depending on who it is, um, they're probably getting that money. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, with the Jeep following through the shop, you know, these guys are getting getting their full return out of these builds. Are they really? Oh, for sure. But in the Nissan market, you're not going to see that. No yeah, yeah. Course. In Nissan, it's just like. Yeah, you're just doing it just to do it, but yeah. at the end of the day, don't expect any kind of return. So. <laughs> that's that's one of those things that's like, that's what I mean is like, there's got to be a different level of passion that comes with certain people, Nissan, Nissan people, definitely, um, because there just isn't the same kind of following. Um, but there is that niche, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm sure there's a national crew that just must be all about them is the truth of it. The thing is, though, is the people that I know that have them, like her dad has one. Right. And he just he loves it. One of our employees. He, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he was and like her dad was a Jeep guy. When I say a Jeep guy, this guy, guy owned Cherokees from Cherokee. like 1984 Cherokee all the way Cherokee to Cherokee off the lot. I grew up in the back of the Cherokee. Yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forever. He, like so he was a Cherokee guy. And I don't know. I think he probably had something in between there. Did they have something in between? He had a Ford truck. Can't think of anything else. Did he for a little bit? I feel like he's always owned a Cherokee. They had, well, Always. he had that, the last yeah. one he had was that Cherokee Classic, that blue one, mm -hmm. which was like a 99 or something. Mm -hmm. And, uh, which is pretty crazy. He must have really liked Cherokees. Yeah, yeah, he did. Which, that's another one I don't quite get. <laughs> I mean, they're nice, dude, but like, I think, uh, I think about it on the, on the off-road side of it, since they're unibody frame and all that stuff. And, I mean... But it's interesting, you have a whole crew of those guys that are just super passionate mm -hmm. about yeah. XJs, you know what I mean? But yeah, you get that with, uh, it's interesting that he moved to that Xterra though, and he's, he's a huge fan of it. Yeah. So yeah, he it's what really he's well. still rolling with. So, so I, I get the question on occasion about rear bumpers for the Xterra. So you put me on the spot. Is I'm that what's going on here? Because <laughs> I know, you know, if people listen to the podcast, they may get more questions. So. Let's just get it out there. Okay. Talk about it. Well, I think what there a lot of people have been asking about is a dual swing away. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's going to be, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. my my only hesitation is, here's here's your thing, <laughs> is you look at our dual swings, and they're like, I mean, we, and, and it's not like I'm just trying to rake in the money here, that they're about 2500 bucks base, and I just sit there, and I'm like, okay, well, Nissan. A lot of parts that go into there is there's a lot of time parts intensive. and they're time lot intensive lot and so they're kind of expensive you know what i mean they're not uh they're not going to be a cheap bumper and they'd be up to three thousand bucks and so i'm kind of like mm -hmm. will the nissan xterra crew type of people will they really go for that which is just hard to say i was a little skeptical that they were that i was going to sell too many that we were going to sell that many of the front bumper yeah. and then pleasantly surprised well, but yeah what if you did some kind of um what's that platform where you just at, if you can pre-sell 20 or 30 then you decide you know with deposits you do something yeah like start it? Like that might be a consideration yeah. so yeah we could do something like that we do group buy kind of stuff we could do a group yeah. buy where we just say okay if we get this many people we'll put it in development mm -hmm. i'm sure you could yeah. find us a nissan we could borrow probably right okay. so we could we could do that yeah i'm i'm open for that idea i know i'm gonna get questions so 
Okay. Yeah. Right now. Well. So contact contact us if you want to be on a potential group play list. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so let's if you go hit for it. it. You hit it and you build it. If you don't hit it, then just you know water under the bridge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> just threw <laughs> that out. One more thing. Threw on that one list. at me. That's one fine. One more thing on your list before you go. Well, let's but talk real quick about the future which we did talk about the frontier and everything but the future i'm talking about is this other future that is not nissan that you and i are both going to oh be yeah. involved with yeah. and um it's being brought to you by ford so you have a bronco on order yep. currently as do i as i know a lot of people do now you got to ride in one, is that correct? Yep, went down to the Moab one for the Ford Bronco experience. That was that was quite the experience. It was fun. Like mm -hmm. we had um, b professional ball hall racers. They were the drivers for them. So you got to sit in it, go run behind the rocks on the backside of it. You know, go through the dunes and kind of experience the suspension travel, the features. Um, impressive. They basically took best of everything and compiled it into the Broncos. It seems like. Hmm. So you, uh, yeah, so you called me, or did you call me, or did you text me? I can't remember. Oh, like we, I were, we were doing both. So. I talked to you, like, right after, and you were like, yeah, I'm sold on this thing. Yeah. So we got to crawl around one um, a couple weeks ago. Didn't get to drive it anywhere or anything like that, but we got to crawl around it, and the seats were comfy. It was nice. It just felt like, like a different Jeep, you know what I mean? It was yeah. Jeep with a different body style. A few things that caught my eye was when I was crawling underneath it, and I noticed the rear, particularly the rear coils because they were shock, they were like basically coilovers is what it looked like to me. I'm not sure if they were or not, but they looked to me like, like just similar to like the front coilovers and they are at this very interesting angle facing forward. I don't know if you've looked at that stuff at all. So they had, I can't remember on the rear, but they had a whole just um, a frame with the suspension and the engine mounted there. I have pictures of it, I'll have to look it up later and let you know on it. But the, the ride quality, as fast as these guys were going on the ruts, it was just, it was pretty insane. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, they were they were racing them like they were running Baja. Really? I mean, so it was just, and the suspension was sound. You know, it made noises, you know, of course, you know, on a rutted road, but it handled it. My back could take a pounding on it. It was just, it was easy. It was fine. Now, I've heard they've got, um, like, an interesting, uh, like, a turn like a pivot type turn okay so yeah you could do a 360 turn right on the spot so it just like because he took us out the sand dunes and you know he's jumping it and doing all this you know crazy 360s and whatnot so basically he stops and then when you do the 360 the one tire s stays um solid and the rest of them just drives it around so you can now is that just because of the turning radius or is it like the, is the tire braking or do you know how it works i don't know how that works but, but i really want to know what it is because it was it just like turned on a dime, on like a dime. literally on a dime. Yep. And, uh, and another question is, is, what is it a certain package too, right? What package? Yeah. Or is it all of them? What What did you guys ride in? Uh, it was a wild, or not the wild trucks. The um, I think the one you're buying. Okay, it was a bad Badlands. Bad yep, yeah. Right. Okay. So the Badlands wild tracks basically just a different suspension, basically just more like a Baja style of suspension. Yeah. I knew I'd be replacing it anyway, so I'm like, eh. I'll just get the Badlands, right? What I really wanted was the, the whatever the first edition, first edition. Yeah, but that like that was gone like two seconds. Like I was, I was right there for that whole thing, and I was trying to go through it, and it just kept kicking me off. And so, 
eventually I was able to get the Badlands, which I was fine with. But a um, friend of mine got a two-door, um, Paul. Mm-hmm. Paul got a two-door, which I almost want to trade him. I got a four-door Badlands. He got a two-door. I like the look of the two-door. I got the four-door because it's just more practical. But I think in the long run, if I was going to get one and keep one and hold on to it for a long time, it would be a two-door. Okay, so we're in the same boat. So, really? uh, we're so uh, mine's a four-door Wild Tracks. You know, we went with white to be safe. Mm-hmm. But when we were down at the Moab experience, they had a two-door blue one. It was beautiful. Like the which the the Badlands. The oh yeah, yeah but what color Badlands. blue was it? That kind of like metallic blue, that bright metallic blue. So kind they of had thing, uh, I think two or three because they had like a bunch of gas cans painted with all the right. Colors, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The um, the lighter one. Oh okay. Lighter blue with metallic in it. Yeah okay, I know what you're talking about. This one had a soft top on it and it was it was it was beautiful. Yeah. So the only the only one that I, the only person that I know that has a delivery date they have the the smaller engine. Basically, basically just a base model, smaller engine, soft top, two door, and that's the only person that I know that's been given a build date. Wow. So, um, you can look up the Facebook pages on the Real Bronco following. Mm-hmm. You can start following those guys that have theirs on order, and there's quite a b- few orders being filled. So, um, but uh, unfortunately, we haven't gotten ours. So, we're yeah, chomping at the bit. So. Yeah. So why Bronco out of all things? Just out of curiosity. I mean, Nissan and now Bronco. I mean, you've been driving Jeeps and crap all. Your your business partner has like fifteen of them. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> you drove here in a Jeep. It's right out front. Yeah. But I mean, you don't own any. Is no. the thing right? No. So what's the thing with that? It's just not a. I you're not a Jeep guy. The creature. It's the the being in the vehicle. Just the Jeep never stuck with me. You know, I think I'd probably do a Toyota over if I were to you know just venture outside my you know creature comforts or whatever mm-hmm. you call it. Um, but the Bronco, I was still on the fence too. The the ride is what that experience ride in Moab. That's that's what you that's know, pushed me on top. But prior to that, I w- the Bronco was just going to be for my wife. Right. So now I'm going to take that one, and she's going to order a two door Badlands. Really. So, <laughs> so nice. That is how sold you are. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. That's well, that's cool. All right. Yeah. We won't hold it against you. Yeah. We, you know, <laughs> we didn't mean to out you oh. and everything like that. <laughs> it's probably not a big deal. Like yeah. ten people listen to this anyway. So yeah. So well, sweet man. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Anything oh, you, you want to plug? I have a, I have a 03 Frontier also that's right now that's being built. You oh, do? Okay. Yeah, I do. It's been, it's been a year project right now. Um, I have a couple of friends building them, but, um, it's going to have King pit. It's still going to be built by Robert Cutright and Fred oh. Westra. Oh, okay. And the suspension is going to be exactly like Wilma. Right? Oh, so really? So oh, so this thing's going to be a crawler oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the bed's coming off. It'll be 42 inch tires, you know, the works, full hydro. Wow, when do we uh, get to see that? LS, uh, whenever they get it done. So putting them on the spot. <laughs> yeah, all right. Hopefully a couple months. See, perfect. You saved it for last. Yeah. It's total redemption. So n- no Nissan people decide to crucify you or yeah. you know, burn a cross on your front lawn or anything weird like that. So that was a joke. You can all laugh. <laughs> Only minor racial overtones. Okay. <laughs> well, um, Justin, thanks for coming on. Thanks for talking Nissan. Um, I look forward to seeing more from you on the trails, right? Anything anything you want to plug? Anything you want to tell me about other than that? Are we good? No, I think we're good. Yeah, we're good? Thanks for inviting me down. This is, this is a awesome experience coming down and doing the podcast with you guys. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for talking, yeah. Nissan. Um, look for Nissan products coming out. If you're interested in the Xterra, um, uh, an Xterra dual swing or something like that, 
and you're listening to this podcast for some reason, you're like, oh, yeah, I want to get on on that. Give us a call. Let us know. Right. Email us. Maybe maybe we can make something like that happen. So uh, anyway, Justin, again, thanks for coming on, man. It's been been fun. Well, we should have you on again. Talk. Uh, we'll talk off roading a little again. Talk a little bit more, maybe a little more trail activity or something like that. Talk about Moab since you go there way more. Yeah. And yeah, uh, do that. yeah that'd be cool. Okay. Uh, thanks for watching, everyone, and we'll see you next time.